If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Photo Business Help podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings, and this is another conversation episode. If you've listened to a few of these, I don't know if that's what I call them, but if you've listened to a few of these in the past, I sit down and chat with someone about something photography related in the hopes that it might help you out or spark some learning on your end and also... um, help us out to learn as well. So today I am joined by Aaron and I'll let Aaron introduce himself and just say a little bit about his background in photography and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, so thanks Natalie for having me. Um, Obviously, like you said, I'm a photographer. I got my start in kind of a hobby fashion. Um, I got a camera given to me by a friend that was upgrading his camera bodies. So he gave me um, a pretty used and abused T3i, but it served its purpose for me. It kind of got the bug implanted in me that photography is a lot of fun and a ton of possibilities and it's kind of grown from there. Uh, I've been doing it for probably almost 10 years now um, and I've been doing a lot more sports and events and then also transitioning into portraits now as well. So That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I really like that you sort of got specific about the gear that you started with because I think for a lot of folks that I know tune into this show, um, that's something that I get asked a lot. And, you know, like, is my gear good enough to shoot? Or, is you know, what, what do I, quote unquote, need in order to do this? And I think that mastering any gear that you have, whether it's your, your phone or a beginner camera, is still going to give you what you need to sort of like. No, absolutely. I mean, I see every once in a while they pop up, like these companies and magazines do, um, I forget what the term they use is, but they give all these professional photographers just disposables and see what they can come up with. And it's get some pretty incredible stuff with just that. And I mean, I don't even know if people remember using those anymore. I know I did, but there's zero features of those except for winding the crank and hitting the button and maybe you get a flash on there. Other than that, there's zero features. So it just kind of goes to show that, you know, as long as you know how to use what's in your hand, that, that goes a lot further than having, you know, a $10,000 DSLR or mirrorless setup. That's right. That's right. And I I think it's kind of fun. I mean, even if you're listening to this right now, I I think it's fun to challenge yourself, whether it's your phone or whatever, maybe maybe do a challenge like today or this afternoon or whatever with uh, what you've got on you and see what you can come up with. Um, Because that's always a way to sort of get the creativity juices flowing. So I'm glad glad you brought that up. That's that's really cool. And I think if you're, you know, really interested in photography, and it's a passion, and it's something that triggers a lot of creativity for you, it's not going to matter what you start with it's it's going to be something you want to continue with so thanks for thanks for that so okay you mentioned wanting to talk about um files and sort of like either how to back them up or a workflow around that do you want to just uh yeah i mean the biggest thing i think is not so much the workflow um because i, I personally think and I, I could be totally wrong that the workflow aspect is going to depend a lot on what your personal style is. Um, like myself, I, I shoot to not have to edit. I usually just do a couple of touch-ups. Um, I'm not what some people would consider a, a digital artist where I'm doing a lot of compositing and, and heavy Photoshopping, like tons of airbrushing or anything like that. 
um, I, I like, you know, more of the natural look. So, you know, maybe tweak the brightness and, and the white balance and stuff like that. But I'm not not going an hour at a time on each photo and editing anything like that. So for me, it's more of the, the file management and kind of how to back things up, the best way to store them and really just be able to find what you need quickly whenever you need to. Great, great. Well, and I can, I can speak to what I do and I'd like to hear what you do as well. Um, in terms of maybe what we could do is just each of us share what, what our process is from the time the, the card comes out of the camera. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, why don't you why don't you go first and then I'll I'll follow up. Yeah, um, so I use Lightroom myself, so I just import everything off the card, and let Lightroom do its thing with its own cataloging where it does. Um, the way I mine set up is by year, month, date, and I keep the raw catalog backups on a separate hard drive, so that way I have all those in case I ever need to go back to them for any reason. And then past that, when I export, I save the full the full session. Uh, without deleting anything because, I mean, sometimes you might find a, a hidden gem like a, a goofy kid making a, a funny face or, or something like that. So it's always kind of cool to have that to go back to. Uh, but then I also export all of what I call the working images or the ones that the customer chose to keep. Um, so I keep those in a working folder in their raw format and then also any any working version of that as well, whether it's you know a Photoshop edit or the, the fixed version right out of Lightroom. And then also a correspondence folder with any any emails or any conversations. You know, if there's any texting or, or Facebook messaging, I'll screenshot those and save that. Say it, and as well as a PDF version of like the Gmail correspondence as well. Oh, that's awesome! I've never heard anyone do that, and that is a really great way to stay super organized. It it could be a little more um, anal retentive than I might need, but I find that. As long as you're naming your folders and everything properly, it definitely helps to be able to go back and be like, oh, you know, Tammy from last week wants to know, you know what we discussed or maybe there was a discrepancy in what she thought she was getting versus what was what was mentioned. And it's be good to be able to go back quickly and know and be like, yep, no, this is this is what we described and this is what we talked about and this is what we agreed upon um, just so that there's, you know, no bumps in the road. Sure, sure. That's cool. That's really great. So one of the things that you were talking about was... Uh saving the photos that your clients choose or chose. Do you do, you do a proofing um, piece with, with your business model? Yeah, so what I do is I put the full gallery up with just a big like 30% watermark across the middle of it. So that way, you know, even though like my website has the right click option disabled, you know, sometimes people find a workaround or I think like some phones will let you do it. It doesn't recognize that as, as the right click option. Sure. Um, but that way, you know, they at least know where the photo came from if they try to do that. Um, and then I typically tell them, just let me know by image name. So whatever the designated name is straight off of the camera. So in my case, I just use IMG and then underscore whatever. So like, you know, image number 25, I'll just save those. So if they pick five, you know, it's image 25 through 30 and I'll keep those in the working. So that way I don't have to keep going back and forth with all the emails of which ones they picked. I just know that those five in that folder are the ones that they chose to go with. And, you know, if I edit it too much, if I screw something up, I can always go back to that base and, and start over if I need to. Sure, sure. That makes sense. That's great. And are you using um, just are you doing this through your website, you said, or are you using uh, like SmugMug or something like that? Yep. So I use a SmugMug website um, and then it's just a typically an unlisted gallery so nobody can see it. And then it's only accessible with the link and a password. Cool, cool. And so you've been doing this workflow a little while. Is there is there something that triggered this kind of inquiry into how how to do it? Like anything that's tripping you up or, or causing you um, a little bit of a headache? I don't think anything is really tripping me up. It's just kind of the ongoing search for the, the best way possible to do it and the quickest way possible. Because I mean, 
to be honest, everybody could definitely use some extra time in their day here and there. So anywhere we can make it up is, is better. Just a quick note, if you're looking to get more organized and on top of bookings for next year, emails and contracts, and you haven't tried out a CRM, then listen up. HoneyBook is an amazing way to organize your workflow, and I have a special discount for you. If you head to jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook, you can take 50% off your entire first year with HoneyBook. So that's half off for a full year. So I think it's the perfect way to save some cash and get familiar with the CRM. All you have to do is go to jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook, and be sure to register from there for 50% off of your first full year. If this has been on your to-do list, now would be a great time to get ready so you're ready to roll next year with a fresh, streamlined system. Head to jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook for 50% off your first year with them. Back to the show. That's right. That's right. And I think, um, so starting at the very beginning, I think one one thing maybe to look into and might be overkill depending on how busy you are is is just looking at like a CRM, something like HoneyBook or something like Dubsado to just track all of your client's stuff in that one spot. You do have to pay um, to use those services, but then that way you're not, you're not worried about where all the correspondence is going. It's just kind of like directly related to that client. But that, I mean, if you're, if you're disciplined enough to do screenshots or whatever you're doing to keep those files organized, that's great. I usually just um, search in Gmail by name. So, and I have a bunch of different labels in Gmail. It really does depend on your business model and how busy you are. So that's like the first thing that jumped out at me. Um, but anyway, so for me, uh, card out of camera, I, I use, I started using photo mechanic, um, a few years ago. And one of the things that photo mechanic does when you're ingesting is, is just shows you the, um, XMP files. Basically you can go through and call at a rate that's wildly fast compared to Lightroom because nothing's being drawn into this bigger, larger catalog where you're going to edit from there as well. And I know you can do smart previews and all this stuff, but, um, I've still found that just the process in general is a lot quicker. So not necessary, but I, I like, I like photo mechanic. I like that I can, um, sort of have all my raws somewhere else and then pull stuff into Lightroom in a way that's really separate. I did do a regular import into Lightroom one time with the same wedding as as I did in Photo Mechanic. And it took me, it took me like, I want to say like an hour and a half to do the call in Photo Mechanic. And it took me like 45, or I'm sorry, in Lightroom, and it took me like 45 minutes in Photo Mechanic. So there was something about the way that that's all arranged that was a lot quicker for me, but I'm doing like really high volume stuff a lot. So I just did an interview that's going to be coming out in a little while um, about using the same catalog in Lightroom. Some people use like the same Lightroom catalog for a really, really long time. I tend to sometimes divide them up and name them differently. And sometimes I'll just work from the same one for like a month or longer and then just save that whole thing in that folder. Um, the way that I have everything arranged on my hard drives is by year, month, and client name. And inside each client folder is the RAWs, uh, the selects, and then the, the finished high-res JPEGs. And then those high-res JPEGs also are up on a Smug Mug site as well. So that's basically how I back everything up. I'm not sure if that was a comprehensive enough answer for you, but, you know, let me know yeah. if there's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, if that definitely a question helps. about that. Um, I have a friend that does a lot of professional sports um, around the Twin Cities as well, and I know he uses Photo Mechanic, and I just don't know volume-wise if it makes sense for me. 
Um, that being said, if, if things pick up and take off the way that I kind of hope they do, I probably have to look into it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not super, super expensive or anything. Um, but it certainly has, you know, sped up my, sped up my calling for whatever reason, but I, again, I'm doing really, really high volume stuff. So I would say like base level for folks listening to this, the thing that has helped me stay organized the most is organizing my hard drives by year, month, and client name. So every time I do anything, I, in fact, just today, I went back to a, a holiday session that I want to blog from a couple of years ago. And so I was naturally just looking at December 2017. And it was super easy to find. And it was right there. And I just imported the catalog back into Lightroom. So um, stuff like that can really, really save you a lot of time. You are going above and beyond with with the with the correspondence, which I think is awesome. I mean, anything to save you time when I used to teach my escape the cubicle class years ago, I used to talk a ton about folders, you know, just take the extra two seconds to label something. So if it's for me, when I have certain correspondence in Gmail, I just add the label if I'm not using a CRM like HoneyBook or something. And if, if I finish a photo shoot, I just make sure to back it up the way that I've, you know, set up to back it up. And I think the way that people get hung up is, is just that they let things go, let things go. And then it's like, four months of photos that they have to organize and it just becomes a bit of a headache. So staying yeah. on top of it each time you do a shoot is like, you know, I'd say lesson number one in organization. So, Yeah. And then kind of touching on what you said too about the, the catalogs and how much you stay on top of it. Um, like I personally, as soon as I'm done working on them, I take them totally off my computer because I just have the 256 gig hard drive on mine. Mm-hmm. I keep everything else on, on standalone drives just because the computer runs a lot faster that way. Um, especially if you're trying to do a bunch of editing and exporting all at the same time. If you have, you know, a 20 gig sp- free space on there, it's really going to bog everything down and take a lot longer. So I find that the more free space you keep on your computer, the, the better it's going to perform. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, I, uh, I work a lot off of my desktop, but I have two external one terabyte hard drives and, and I just keep them mirroring each other. One I keep at home all the time and the other one I take with me if I'm traveling or something. So, Yeah. And then I also use the the Time Machine feature on the Mac um, because it does save everything as opposed to just files. Um, so, you know, if you, you have presets that you use or, you know, say you save stuff on your desktop, it remembers everything is, it remembers that the files are there. Um, and again, it, it could be a little bit overkill because it, you know, it might be too much to remember and might take up too much space on a hard drive for some people. But the one time you need it, you're going to be glad you did it. <laughs> Um, cause like I, I actually had one of my laptops crash on me. Um, the logic board for whatever reason just failed and Apple couldn't figure out what happened. So I ended up getting the laptop I have now for free because they couldn't fix it. Um, uh, but had I not used the time machine, I would have been in serious trouble. That's, that's really impressive. And I think that's a good note to sort of wrap on in terms of what we're chatting about today. If, if you're listening and you're doing a lot of stuff from your computer's hard drive, whether that's a desktop or a laptop, and you're not backing stuff up, please, please start backing stuff up as you're working. Because, you know, for example, me personally, right now, if I look at my desktop, I've got about, I've got three weddings. And with all my mini sessions and headshots, I've got about 20 portrait sessions sitting on my desktop that I'm working from because I, I'm a really visual worker. So I like to just have everything in in folders that I can see. But all of that is obviously also on 
both of my hard drives. And so if tomorrow my laptop just died or if it died a minute from now, at least I would have all that information. Um, and when you're getting paid to do this and when people are trusting you, especially with things that you can't reschedule or redo like a wedding, just make sure that you're, you're backing them up. I have one more little anecdote about, uh, uh, someone that I know that had did a great job of backing stuff up, but had taken everything off of their laptop and only had it on one external hard drive, which they accidentally just dropped one day and it it was unrecoverable. So I think I think it does happen to people and I've seen it happen to people. So just make sure you're, you know, I like to think of it as like, you know, like I'm one of those people that brings my car in on time to change the oil. Like I, I just like to avoid stuff that sounds like it'll suck if it happens, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's, it's just sort of like, um, you don't have to go super overkill, but it's certainly important to like think about stuff like that. So yeah, um, hard drives are so cheap too. Like I just bought a four terabyte Western digital standalone solid state drive, um, for a hundred bucks. Wow. So yeah. I, That's like, I, I kind of think with with what you can kind of be making in photography and what you charge your clients, I think a hundred bucks for peace of mind and just one extra backup is not asking a lot, and kind of a no brainer. Not at all. That's I mean it's part of the gig. You know what I mean? You you wanna that's that is part of what I think is um, behaving and running a business in a professional way. So if you're exactly. calling yourself I'm a professional photographer versus an amateur, um, that's one of the things. It's just is treating it like like a business so that was a super that was a great chat thank you for bringing all of that stuff up and I especially like at the beginning just just that little bit about um you know do do great work with whatever camera you've got and uh and just enjoy yourself too so um anything else that you want to add at all or any random questions I don't think so because I, I don't want to venture off on too many tangents and <laughs> next thing you know it's another 20 minutes um but no totally. I, I think it was it was a great topic like you said and I definitely learned a few things definitely some some thinking points for me um because like I said I think we've talked before it's just it's good to get other people's viewpoints and other people's experiences because there could be things that you haven't run into or you just don't think of and it's, it's good to to see those and, and hear about those Sure, sure. Where can people find you um, most often on the internet? Where, where would you like people to? Uh, the biggest thing for me is, you know, the, the big three, my website, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, my website is afrayphoto.com. So A-F-R-A-Y photo, all one word, dot com. Um, and then at afray underscore photo on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. It was great to chat with you. Really good topic. One that um, I don't think there's a universal right answer to but yeah no definitely I, I appreciate you having me too Natalie thank you yeah of course of course so thank you for listening to that interview if you would like to join our Facebook group our community where Aaron and I met and where a lot of us are having these conversations every day you can head to jennings.photo forward slash community or you can just go to Facebook and search photo biz help with Natalie Jennings and answer a couple questions so that I know you're a real person and I'd love to have you in the group. Thanks for listening. I will be back Tuesday and Thursday next week with another episode. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.